COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, y'all. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. You can find me anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Canvas Sativa, on Getter at IC Sativa Pod, and on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. Why you should not vote for gubernatorial candidate Maura Healy, AG Maura Healy, the current AG. He's been a cannabis opponent from the jump. We're going to outline why you should not vote for this woman. I, I, I think she's the favorite to win. Um, Baker is not running for a third term. So um, I think there's supposed to be some other like moderate conservative that's supposed to run. 
So I think it's going to be between that guy and then Healy. Um, there is a progressive that's running, and I mean, um, again, I mean, I my 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 views more align with hers, but the state does not have a tendency to to vote for for very left wing people for gubernatorial seats. It just it doesn't happen. They don't do well. Um, people people people, you know, people want a moderate conservative like 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 Bill Weld or Mitt Romney to keep a fiscal check on the Democrats. So again, I mean, Healy's probably going to run like a she's probably going to just be she's probably going to just run and 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 cosplay as a female version of him. She supported most of the same stuff. She was anti-cannabis. Um she took out uh she the governor and mayor Walsh, former mayor Walsh, she's works for the Biden administration now. They took out an opt-ed in 2016 when we put question four on the ballot and they told us to not legalize. They did. They did. And her name was on that. But we're going to go into this, to, to the meat and potatoes of this article. Um, it's going to really reveal a lot about the people that hate the planet and the people that hate the people that use it. This is an issue that has 70, 70% support throughout the country. This is like the most the most uniting issue in in our in our very divided landscape. Like still being against this at this at this late stage shows shows that you're either on the take in my estimation or um you have contempt for the plant and the people that use it. Well, let's get to this article. This is from wickedlocal.com. Governor candidates lukewarm on cannabis primary as marijuana shop invites them to visit. Yeah, you're getting the exact outcomes you would expect. These, all, all of these politicians, uh, again, I mean, I know Healy is a 70s baby, so she's more of an, uh, uh, an early wave Xer, but she espouses the same boomer mindset. Like, again, I've mentioned, it's not, when I go after the boomers, it's not necessarily, it's not always a specific age range. Like, there are plenty of people born in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s they don't like the plan and the people that use it. And they're just as much of opponents as, as, as people in their 60s and 70s. Hoping to launch a new era of pop politics with can, candidates comfortable and willing to drop by a dispensary on the campaign trail as they are a diner or coffee shop, two former statehouse regulars are inviting the candidates for governor to visit their Drakeit marijuana shop. Hoping to launch a new era of pop politics with candidates as comfortable and willing to drop by a dispensary on the campaign trail as they are a diner, coffee shop, and I'll add, and I'll add like a brewery too, because there have been pictures of Charlie Baker getting beer, yet he, he put his name on the op-ed telling us to not legalize. Like he got to do it willy-nilly in Harvard, but, but us millennials, Xers, and, and Zoomers must continue to be locked up for it because gonna lower his property values don't you know oh my goodness these these boomer hypocrites the idea isn't to to much hear from the candidates about their ideas and plans for the cannabis industry but rather to mystify what has been a long taboo subject for the political candidates and educate those who might hold great sway over the fledging industry about its successes stretch points and failures yeah i mean you're you're, you're either gonna get um, the moderate conservative, or you're going to get Healy, which who has m most of the same politics as, as as Baker, from what I've seen. They they vote they they, I mean they they both supported that watered down police reform, and 
And again, they were both against legalization. And also her and her and Baker, when we were about to legalize lounges in, 20, in late 2018, she ordered the cannabis controlled her, her and Baker, her and her cop butt ordered Baker. I mean, him. Yeah, him, her and Baker ordered the cannabis control commission to stop, to slow down on the lounges and just focus on opening the stores under the guise of, of quote unquote getting it right and, and 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 taking our times quote unquote no this that was just them not liking that we legalized it and them wanting to get vengeance because they know what's best for us we voted in a way that mommy and daddy didn't approve so mommy and daddy have to take away our video game and again this is why this is it's that is that contempt that they show for you it's that we know better than you freehouse craft cannabis co-founders and co-ceos turned Turnbull and Wes Ritchie said, quote, it gives us an opportunity to help them understand this emerging market. Turnbull, who worked for the Joint Committee of Tourism and Cultural Development, a handful of lawmakers and later executive director of single payer advocacy group MassCare said, there are really good jobs that we have, but I think because of the stigma around the industry, it's hard to have our voice always recognized as stewards of the community, end quote. The outreach from Treehouse to the candidates comes at a critical time for the once illegal industry in Massachusetts. Marijuana businesses added more than 10,000 jobs here in the last 10, 000, in the last two years, excuse me, generating more than twice as much excise revenue than the state was counting on last budget year and contributed millions of dollars to their host communities to use. Yet business owners and advocates are more vocal than ever about the problems they see in the state's cannabis sector. Overly aggressive host com community agreements, high tax rates, license types that seem economically unviable, and limited progress towards the state's law explicit social equity mandate. That's not to mention the headaches that the federal prohibition creates for state legal marijuana companies. These are businesses that matter. There are businesses that have specific needs. There are businesses that people don't necessarily want to touch because it feels politically volatile to be talking with marijuana. Richie, who's worked for, for Rep. Ton Sanicadro and Sen Senators or Sen Senator Diane Wilkerson and Barbara Litalian said, but we are saying, come in, this cannabis primary is real. Whether you are a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, this race can go either way. And it can. It can in this state, like I've mentioned. We want, to, we want you to learn from us. We want you to see the operations up close. We want you to help establish an open line of communication, end quote. In the coming weeks, Turnbull and Ritchie will host whatever gubernatorial debates are, gubernatorial candidates are willing to willing and able to shop stop by a tour in the facility discussion about the issues that businesses like treehouse craft cannabis face and an opportunity to make a statement if desired they said that the candidates and campaigns will be subject to all the same requirements as their customers like having to have a valid id and being at least 21 years old degrees of candidate engagement political candidates have not typically been keen to talk about marijuana a drug that remains illegal at the federal level because most of most of them have boomer minds even if they were born in the 70s and 80s most of your politicians even in even in these 18 or so legal states they hate the plant and they hate the people that use the plant and they must be smoked for good politically all of them at various levels the old guard has to go
Political candidates have not typically been keen to talk about marijuana, a drug that remains illegal at the federal level and was legalized here by voters with a 2016 ballot question. The responses from the new SIRS got candidates were spread across a spectrum from engaging to ignoring. Though the details are still being worked out, the Senate chair of the Joint Committee of Cannabis Policy and Democratic candidate for governor, Senator Sonia Chang-Diaz, is expected to make a campaign trip to Treehouse organizer said. Yeah, I, that's what I mentioned, she, uh, that she'd be likely to go and make that trip or she'd be likely to not hate the plant and hate the people that use the plant. But your other, your other candidates, as we're going to read, are, they're pro they probably don't think the same way. And, and Healy, through her record over the past couple of years, has shown through her actions that she hates the plant and hates the people that use the plant. Yeah, she'll, she'll, walk, she'll knock down beer, wine, and Xanax on the side and look down on us when, she, when she's in her, 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 her five-plus bedroom house on taxpayer dime. But anyway, she said that the governor, she said as governor, she will continue to pursue the cannabis policies I fought for over the past five years, specifically pointing to her support for a cannabis social equity trust fund, house community agreement reform, and ensuring entrepreneurs from communities harmed by prohibition can participate in the newly legal industry. Again, she's, she's doing good work and she has done good work, but the, the nature of our legislature, um, it's very, very good old boyish and backroom deals. Um, committee votes are not allowed to be disclosed. Like party elders don't have to disclose that unlike other states. And even if, even if you have someone progressive, like, like Diaz that proposes something in the Senate or whatever, the, the, the backroom deal nature of the, of the house in, in, in Massachusetts makes it so any of those things get suffocated. Um, they count all the progressives in the House to, to vote in line with the, with, the, with the conservative Democrats and the old guard. And, you know, they fall in line or, you know, or their lives are going to be difficult. That's what you see over and over again. You see all these nice bills over the past, what, we've, had, we've done this for almost four years, this podcast. We've, we've discussed all these awesome and, 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 and glowing uh policy proposals in massachusetts that were pro proposed by lawmakers and then they, they they stall in committee or um they don't actually get a full vote um that happens so frequently i see i often see your name attached to good cannabis legislation but i never see these these bills really get over the finish line because of the party elders but let's continue I'm looking forward to having a robust discussion on the campaign trail about the future of the cannabis industry and the policies we need to ensure that the industry builds wealth and opportunity for local entrepreneurs, especially communities that were targeted for decades by the war on drugs, not just a large multi-state corporation, Chang Diaz told the news service. She said that as governor, she will continue to pursue the cannabis policies I've fought for over the past five years specifically pointing to her support for a cannabis social equity trust fund, host community agreement reform, and ensuring that entrepreneurs from communities harmed by prohibition can participate in the newly in legal industry. The committee that Chang Diaz helms recently advanced a wide-ranging legislation, H-174 and S-72, addressing social equity funding, HCA reforms, and more. Uh-oh, here comes the cap. Here comes the prohibitionist persona non grata here. Attorney General Maura Healy, a Democrat, I hesitate to call her one, who opposed, let me read that again, a Attorney Maura Healy, a Democrat, Democrat, 
who opposed and worked against the 2016 ballot question that legalized marijuana in Massachusetts is not expected to make a stop at the treehouse due to a scheduling conflict. A campaign spokeswoman said, BS, stop the cap. This woman has hated the plan and hated the people that use the plant since she's held elected office the entire flipping time. He's been opponents of ours. The entire flipping time. The entire time. She, Baker, and, 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 and Walsh took out, took out this op-ed telling us to not legalize. Look at their names. Look, look at the names. Charlie Baker is the governor of Massachusetts. Maura Healy is the state attorney general. And Martin J. Walsh is the mayor of Boston. Boston got over 60%, yes. You can go and look that up. Yet, this guy thinks he knows better than the citizens. She remains committed to supporting the advancement of social equity in the cannabis industry. That's bull. Actions speak louder than words. Republican candidate Jeff Deal's campaign said he respects the will of the voters in legalizing marijuana in 2016, but feels that law enforcement needs a mechanism to deal with impaired driving. Oh, so more profiling of minorities. More railroading. More... We don't like this person in this particular neighborhood, so we're just going to say that they're impaired and send a message. So, so, so these, these cops that couldn't really work other jobs, so they continue to have, have make work. That's what this, this deal, this far-right Trump apologist, that's what he wants. He will not be visiting the treehouse, his campaign said. The campaign of businessman Chris Dot. Dottie, the Rentham Republican who entered the gubernatorial race in late January, did not respond to questions about his position on marijuana or his invitation to visit the treehouse. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. He's, it's probably going to be between him and Healy, if, if I were to put money on it. Before, and, and I, I think, I think Dottie will probably win it or whatever, because we, I mean, 2022 is going to be a red wave election. I don't, I don't expect I mean, I, I expect Massachusetts to continue voting for the status quo. We'll just vote for Baker's replacement. The campaign of businessman Chris Dottie, the Rentham Republican who entered the gubernatorial race last January, did not respond to questions about his position on marijuana or his invitation to visit Treehouse. Before she announced the end of her gubernatorial campaign, Daniel, Democrat Daniel Allen was the only candidate who confirmed to the news source that she planned to visit the Treehouse. I was an early advocate for cannabis legalization and really happy to see that 2016 legalization decisions making a difference for people across our commonwealth including thanks to lgbtq plus business leaders like treehouse i'm looking forward to meeting the team and i'm excited to learn more about how dispensaries are making a difference for mass communities and hear more about how we can better support small businesses like this one, Allen said in response to a news service inquiry. Turnbull and Richie said they do not care all that much about the candidates' previous positions on marijuana legalization or cannabis matters and are far more focused on helping would-be governors understand their industry, what their industry is like, and what it needs. Tor and I are one of the only LGBT-owned dispensaries and one of the things that happened with gay marriage, which Tor and I both worked in the state house for, and that was sort of a foundational part of our personal experience. You meet people where they're, they're at, and you grow allies and get there. Richie, a former organizing director for Mass Equality, said, and I, and I also think that I'm not super interested in these candidates' past positions of marijuana. 
I'm interested in meeting them and we're interested in meeting them and greeting them where they, they, they are at and sort of hoping they open in the same way to drop whatever history they have with marijuana and see what's going on in the state and end quote and end of article. All right. So more dirt on, on, on the, the likely democratic front runner and why you shouldn't vote for her. Again, this is from the Boston Herald. So again, they have sort of a right wing sort of bias, but again, like a stop clock is right twice a day. So I'll just, I'll, I'm not going to read this whole thing. I'm just going to go to the areas where, 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 where I have agreement. Ely could soon find that talk that that talking easy po- taking easy pot shots at former President Trump is one thing, but running against Democrat progressive trying to make history as the first Latina governor is quite another. Just thinking about how great it would be to have a governor with an unwavering commitment to economic and racial justice, tweeted progressive activist Jordy Meehan, who was not talking about Healy. The antidote to Baker is not some centrist who's going to try to siphon off his supporters, tweeted another liberal activist, Mark Martinez. The Republican governor has not yet decided on running for a third term. Some progressive activists, like the liberal organization The Action Network, are in fact trying to draft Senator Sonia Chandia's Democrat of Boston into the 2022 governor's race. Again, she, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not... I'm not in the tank for any one person, but I'd I'd probably lean towards her because her cannabis politics are the best out of the people running right now. Um, But again, she's going to get destroyed by the establishment candidate because that's because because since I've been able to vote in these governor elections, um, the progressive tends to not the progressive doesn't do well. We have a penchant for electing conservative Democrats for governor or um, moderate conservatives like Baker or, or Romney or Weld or people like that. So again, I don't expect, I don't expect her to make it past the primary. Sadly, we're about, we're about realism and pragmatism, not, not, um, what we wish reality was. Chang Diaz is the first Latina elected to the state Senate. And if she entered the race, would be trying to become Massachusetts first woman of color in the corner office. That's a distinction that could cause complications for Healy, who is white and is positioning to be the state's first and only openly gay elected governor. Chang Diaz, a leader in the legislature on police reform and education reform, announced earlier this year that she's seriously considering a run for governor. If Chang Diaz enters the race, her candidacy would would present unique challenges for Healy. How does the attorney general campaign against a woman of color trying to make history at a time of other his, other victories by women of color? And and Healy can pull out all the dozens of lawsuits she filed against Trump. She wants, but they won't do her any good against Chang Diaz, who's more who has more liberal credentials. Oh, man, here's some more cap. Police reform will be especially tough challenge for Healy because she's the state's top law enforcement official in the state with close connections to state and local police. Top cop, top cop of Massachusetts. That's what she is. Again, she's not good. She hates the plan. She hates to be able to use the plan. She's made it clear through her action. Police reform will be especially tough challenge for Healy because she's the state's top law enforcement official in the state with close connections to the state and local police. Healy supports only very limited use. She still supports use of no-knock warrants. So she's not a friend of black people either. Healy only supports very limited use of no-knock warrants. 
and fit. Having courage behind my convictions and actually standing up for the black people in this state is too, it's too hard of work for my suburban butt, so I'm not going to do it. It's too hard. It's too hard. I might alienate. I might alienate uh, uh, sneedy, sneedy coastal elites if I do that, if I actually try to appeal to the actual people. So I'm not going to. I'm just going to appeal to Karen, Karen-like suburbanites. That's, 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 that's all that matters, not, not, not the people of color in Massachusetts. Not people that look like me. Not people who want police reform. Actual police reform. Not, not this watered-down stuff that still gets her a bag. Healy only supports very limited use of no-knock warrants and facial. She supports facial recognition technology. Like, ba Baker, Baker vetoed the police reform bill because it was not going to put... Because it was going to put bans on qualified immunity and... And, um... And facial recognition, he vetoed it. And she, she, when she, when that bill was 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 out in 2020, she was she was telling us to go and support it. That that it was still a good bill, even though Baker was gutting it. But again, she's just a she's just a Republican that um she's just a Republican that's afraid to call herself. Like I I might as well just vote for da Daughtry. He's more honest about what he is compared to this woman. I'd rather have an honest enemy than a, than a fake friend any day of the week. Chang Diaz is not the only Democrat considering a run. Former Senator Ben Dow Downing, a Democrat from Pittsfield, is a, has already jumped into the race, undaunted by the prospect of running against Healy. Again, Healy is going to be the favorite. I think she'll she'll sail she'll sail past the primary this this when, whenever we're doing it. She's going to sail past it. Going to be her versus the Republican. And um, I mean, since we're in a red wave sort of time, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna tentatively give the edge to him. And if more progressives start to question whether Healy is too centrist, even Downing can have a few opportunities to score points against the AG. That's why, that's why you should not support this. I'm not going to read this whole thing. This is the article that, that the governor, AG Healy, and um, Labor Secretary uh, Mayor Walsh, or former Mayor Walsh, this is the op-ed they penned. I'm not going to read this. I'm not going to read this drivel. But I will put it in the description. All right, um, so I'm going to show, I, I couldn't quite find the exact article and exact quotes that I was really looking for. I swear, I swear, like, like when these politicians start running for office, like, I feel like some of these articles that I used to see kind of disappear. So they look better or whatever. They look more, they look like a more appealing candidate. Like when, when a lot of these people were running for president, like a lot of articles you used to be able to see on the internet, they were removed before I was rudely interrupted. Um... So, yeah, I, th I feel like a lot of articles get scrubbed off the Internet as people start running for office. Because I, I know there were more detailed articles that, that, had, that had more, more receipts on, on their opposition, but I'm not finding it. I've, I've looked on Google and I looked at, at DuckDuckGo for a couple, good couple of minutes. So this was what I was able to scrape together here. And so it's not, it's not the exact passages I want, but it'll, it'll work. I'm not going to read these whole things here. Right, so... Massachusetts State Representative Mark Cusack has had enough. The Brain Team Democrat co-chairman of the legislature's Marijuana Policy Committee called me last week about our report that Massachusetts Secretary of State Bill Gavlin was not allowing municipal municipalities to hold vote authorizing social consumption facilities or cannabis cafes because of what Galvin said as a flaw in law. That's, that's all cap. Galvin's guys probably benefit from keeping it illegal or whatever, or the right palms have not been greased. Because like I said at the top of this address, that Massachusetts, just like any Midwest or Southern state, there's a lot of backroom politics. 
you know we get called a parochial state for a reason you know a lot i feel like a lot of these deals are going on it's, it's just this oh it's just oh i i have the hot potato let me throw it to the other person let me let me blame the other person no that's not my fault that's his fault no that's the person over there's fault let me redirect you via let me let me give you this other person's number have you talked to bubba like again that sort of politics is is more common than you would think in in the northeast but um but yeah, this is just game playing by pe people who never wanted cannabis or the lounges to be legal. They're just playing games right now. Galvin, it seems, he's playing games by saying, oh, well, well, technically the law says we can't really, that these, these municipalities can't vote on the lounges. But we put laws when we pass for to make these lounges legal. The holdup is you guys. It's, it's you guys that don't like the plan of the people that use it. That's the holdup. That's that's the game of hot potato being played. The the pronouncement by Galvin, whose office oversees elections, prompted senior officials at the Cannabis Control Commission to say that a legislative fist was necessary before the agency could license such businesses. This is all cap and BS. Isaac's replied to Galvin, "Read the goddamn law and follow that." He snapped. Yeah, he's not. He means business. Isaac emphatically rejected Galvin's analysis that the statute, um. When when we first were passing the rewrite, when they were when they were butchering it after we voted on it in 2016 during the during the rewrite and during the implementation period, I've actually like like I've actually like talked to fate. I, I actually like like I've actually been in the state house before. I've actually like talked directly to the the rep that's being talked about that's being frustrate that's frustrated. Um, I mean, when I when I gave my testimony, he he, he I, I, you could tell that it's that that cannabis is not really his wheelhouse, but you could tell he is trying to an extent to do his job from what I got from my impressions of the guy. But I, I don't necessarily think he's he, he's all in the tank for cannabis necessarily. I just think he has a job, he has an assignment, he's doing it, and that's 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 the professionalism I got from it. But um, but other people might have different experiences. I don't know. But yeah, I did testify in 2017, five years. Cusack em emphatically rejected Galvin's analysis that the statutory process for municipalities to hold votes allowing social consumption is too vague and invalid because it references provisions of the general laws relating to initiative petitions at the municipal levels. Again, this is just lawyer speak. This is just um, the right people are the right. I haven't greased the right palms yet, or um, we have to keep this busting people for public use script we have to keep that option there so people can have still have make work jobs i i don't know i'm i don't know what these folks think but the way the way they're they're handling it makes it seem like there's some sort of there's some sort of con there's some sort of we're hiding the ball because of our own our own own specific agendas and not not the agendas of, of the taxpayers that put them there all all these cannabis haters need to be smoked for good they really do. Uh, and again, I voted for Gavin's opponent like in 2018. But he, again, establishment candidates in this state, they, they always have an advantage. Progressives hardly ever win in this in, in this state, ex except for a few, except for a few legislative seats here and there. But like for governor, no, that never happens. Not not even in Massachusetts. Cusack emphatically rejected Gavin's analysis that the statutory process for municipality to hold votes allowing con social consumption was too vague. Invalid because it references provisions of the general laws relating to initiative processes at the municipal level. Galvin, provisions Galvin says doesn't exist.
Cusack argues that there are other similar local processes and that Galvin's office has broad discretion to develop their own procedures and guidance for cities and towns to move ahead. He suggests that Galvin simply trying to avoid getting involved in a controversial matter. It's this boomer cowardice that I've seen my entire life. More more boomer mindsets, more boomer cowardice. Uh, uh, oh my God, the suburbanites, the, co the coastal elites are, are, are worried about their property value. So I can't really take a public position on that deadhead drug. Probably did it willy-nilly in the 60s and 70s, but once, once, once his kids and grandkids continue to be locked up for it. Do as I say, not as I do. Boomer MO since the 90s. Yet this week in, okay, I'm at a loss to how it would be invalid since there is nothing on the books that universally governs this, Huzak explains. If there's nothing on the books to violate, how can it be ruled illegal? Because they never wanted, they never wanted this plant available to begin with. That's why, um, congressman. Okay, here's the cap. The offices of Galvin and Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healy, Cusack continue, give advice and guidance and every other ballot initiative and policy. But when it comes to marijuana, suddenly everything requires a legislative fix. That's because they did not want us to legalize it like we did six years ago. They never wanted us to do it. And they're, 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 they're going to exact revenge in whatever passive aggressive way they can. Because they hate the plant and they hate the people that use the plant. And they must be smoked for good for any real political po project that's going to benefit the cannabis grassroots. We got to smoke all the opponents for good. But let's, let's finish off this, this, this uh, passage. The offices of Gavin and Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healy Cusack continue give advice and guidance on every other ballot initiative and policy. But when it comes to marijuana, suddenly everything requires a legislative fix. Suddenly, we can't help you, we have no guidance, and anything you do is illegal. All right, that's all I need to read. And I feel that that drives home the point as to why, why Pop Cop Maura Healy should not get your vote for governor. You should not get your vote this year. She should not get your vote ever again. But enough from me. I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa. You can follow me on, on Getter at IC Sativa Pod, on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And if you want to kick this podcast a few extra bucks, I can be found on Cash App at cash sign I am Cannabis Sativa. Peace out, ciao, and stay medicated, my friends. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h 
https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.